if I date or if somebody is dating only inside their race, are they racist? I just want you to notice how your body actually reacts if you if if the answer is yes. Okay, let's just go down that road and we say, for example, yes, it's racist that they don't date outside their race. I'm aware that I am now being racist, right? By assuming that these men are dangerous, how am I going to take my power back to um, see if I can change that? Better, uh, welcome to Better Yourself Podcast. And today I have an amazing guest. Uh, her name is Naomi. Today we're going to talk about racism. As you know, a lot of people actually date. We live in a time where everybody always talk about race. Some people date outside the race, some people date inside the race. But a lot of people that actually date inside the race, they actually being considered as racist sometimes because it can be based on your choice. Or you can just be based on your preference. That's why we want to go deep inside the conversation due to trying to understand the reflection of human being. Why do people think that way? Why some people judge others? And why people decide to live their life that way? So, as a guest. Okay, thank you so much, Sean Chris. My name is Naomi. Yeah. And I am a registered psychotherapist and clinical supervisor in the Toronto area, Canada. Uh, so I provide psychotherapy services to adults, uh, including couples. I really specialize in relationship dynamics, which is why I find this topic fascinating. Uh, the kind of therapy I use is called emotionally focused therapy. And like the name says, we focus on emotions. So what is your body feeling? And that is actually a big part of why this topic is also fascinating. Uh, to me, and I'll talk a bit more about that later. Uh, I also supervise uh, therapists in training and provide resources to people who are trying to make sense of their uh, relational patterns, uh, people going through trauma, just helping human beings to understand and make sense of themselves. That's something I'm passionate about. Dating and racism, um, you know, mm. is, I mean, like myself, I'm black, I'm sure you have like a big background, something, you know, like Asian as well, I can yeah. see and mm -hmm. this is a very good because we come from like a different background we all human beings but we come from a different culture i see a lot yes. of people in the black community now as black today we have that thing going on everybody talk about it's very important to kind of like stick together in one mm -hmm. race and i'm yeah. sure there is other race people actually use the same you know way sure. as well so yes. what do you think today just to be straight do you think today yeah. um just date inside your race focusing just inside your race do you think it should be something see as racist or it doesn't matter really yeah so i want to start with uh, and again I, I i am an experiential therapist so what i want to notice i want to answer that question but i first want to notice when we ask ourselves the question in this particular way if i date or if somebody is dating only inside their race are they racist I just want you to notice how your body actually reacts if you if if the answer is yes. Okay, let's just go down that road and we say, for example, yes, it's racist that they don't date outside their race. And I just want you to notice how you start to feel towards that person, or if that person is yourself, how you start to feel towards yourself, right? Or let's take it the other way. Let's say, no, it's not racist. Again, I just want you to notice how your body feels because... Racism is a loaded, loaded word. 
right? People feel very strongly about being called racist, okay, most people. Um, and so as soon as we start to use that word, for many people, there is a visceral bodily reaction because it's politically incorrect to be racist. And so if I'm being racist when I date somebody or choose, choose who I date, you know, there's probably a reaction to you. So I just want, and I'm curious, I guess, for yourself, Chris, as I ask you to do that, what do you actually notice? I'll share my experience as well, but I'm, I'm curious, what do you, what do you start to notice? Or what do you think people, maybe your audience might say, if I say, yes, it is, or if I say, no, it's not. Um, I think it's very divided because I think there is a way yes. of saying like, same people mm -hmm. believe is not racist. But some yes. people believe it's racist. But the difference is yeah. sometimes when, pe when people are racist, they actually, people choose whatever is actually, they want to qualify as racist. Sometimes some people are racist, they do some racist action, but they still don't categorize it as being racist. Sure, they, they right. will defend or excuse or justify. It's not racist, it's this. And then the people will push back. Well, no, it is racist. And we can start to see it. If we ask the question in this way, either it's racist or it's not, we're going to get real people that say is, yes or yeah. no. And now we're polarized, right? Now we've yeah, got two I, different I camps, right? So what I'd like to do to avoid that is I'm going to ask the question a little bit differently and see yeah. what happens. And, and if you're listening, I'm, I want you to pay attention to you know, how your own body feels if you don't have to say yes or no. Okay. And so it's okay. I'm going to keep going, but I'm going to kind of yeah, go, go about yeah, sure. this in a different way. Right. So if we just kind of back up for a minute and we think about, let's take the racism word out for a moment. Um, and we think about our own families growing up and who feels familiar to us, who feels safe to us. And for most of us, it's, you know, the people that if you have a, for most of us, if you have a safe environment growing up, of course, trauma and things like that could be different. But, mm. you know, if mom and dad were relatively safe, uh, your immediate relatives were, were pretty safe. We have a familiarity with people who look like mom and dad and our family and our friends. And so for me growing up, you know, Japanese household, okay, Asian people were safe. Mom and dad were safe. So an Asian person comes along, they're familiar to me. And at an emotional level, where's my nervous system? I'm pretty calm. I know what to predict, right? And so if we think of it that way, it makes sense initially, if we just look at dating inside your race, it makes sense if people who are familiar feel safe to you and you're open to having a relationship with them. They're not new. They're not different. They haven't hurt you, right? And, and so it makes sense that, okay, if that's what's familiar, that's what's comfortable, okay? Now, are you with me so far? This feels okay? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah? I'm, I'm okay. with you. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and so, okay. So let's start there. And again, I'm not going to talk about racist or not. I'm just talking about how's my nervous system? What's scary? What's safe? People inside my culture are safe. Now let's go another step and let's say, okay, let's say now you've got a family friend of a completely different culture and they've been around growing up and, um, you know, maybe, maybe they are visibly a different skin color and whatnot, but they are also safe, right? They, they've been mm. loving, they've been kind. We start to, in our brain, make a positive association with people who look like that, right? And, and so again, if we can date mm. that 
culture or that race. Well, it makes sense because people like that remind me of this person. So now I feel safe. Okay. Let's flip it around. Let's say, okay, my family is safe, but then my um, neighbor across the street maybe is a, a, a white person and they mm. egg my house and they make fun of me and they make fun of my parents and my parents' accent, right? And they belittle me. Maybe they hit me, right? And they beat up my dog, right? Like all of my associations with this white person are now going to be danger, negative, unsafe, stay away. And whether I like mm. it or not, if they have a maybe a, a twin sister or brother who is very nice and kind, but I don't know them, and they walk out the door one day, I'm going to immediately assume they're dangerous too, right? Because I have this association. This one white person was horrible. You look like them, even though I don't know you. It's a survival mechanism. My nervous system is going to make that association, save me the trouble of finding out, protect myself, don't come near me, right? And, and mm. this is, you know, like an instinct, right? So we don't have to rapidly assess, you know, information or slowly assess information. We rapidly assess it and our body tells us, no, that's not okay. And this is, I think, in some ways, again, I don't have um, specific articles or I'm not an academic, but, uh, you know, when you think about how humans have survived, it's this instinctive ability to assess what is dangerous and what is not. We learn a snake is dangerous, right? It, it uh, bit hmm. somebody, it's poisonous. I might see a stick on the road, but if my brain, right, processes it unconsciously in the shape of a snake, I might jump. And then a moment later, I'll realize, oh, wait, it's actually a stick, right? Then this is a survival mechanism. Our brain rapidly right, takes in information, safety or danger, and we respond. And that's what's kept us alive. So, you know, I imagine there's some component here, what's familiar, what's dangerous. And so when you think about it in a bigger, hmm. broader perspective, if you think about uh, groups of people of color, of, of particular status or lack of status, and how culture or society has treated them and how they might have learned that certain groups of people might not be safe, might be dangerous, might oppress us, might enslave us, might beat us, might take advantage of us. It makes sense that we might start to see entire groups or races as dangerous or um, hurtful or not safe, right? Um, and, and so I want us to just kind of think about this conversation from that perspective, uh, not to judge or shame anybody, but to sort of notice the bigger systemic issue here that can make it easy or hard for us to connect to people who are not like us. Um, I've got a personal story I could share here for a moment, but I'm just going to pause. Yeah, just make sure you're, st you're still with me here. Yeah. Are you following? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. Good, good, good. And if you have questions, please let me know. Um, feel free to jump yeah, in. Yeah, I, th I think like um, just to, to try to add a little bit something of what you said. Yes, saying, please. I think you are trying to bring it in a way of um, safety, feeling safe based on society, the way mm -hmm. certain race treat other races. Or when you yes. see somebody that look like you, you actually feel mm -hmm. more safe because we understand each other better, body language, mm -hmm. the way we look. The mm -hmm. culture, the tradition as well. So we, we yeah. there is not so much I have to explain to you for you to understand understand me because we come from the same way. But I feel like it's something like society, us as human human being, as people, mm -hmm. normally we shouldn't feel that way. But I think it's society that create that environment on people feeling unsafe. 
yes yeah and then adding with a layer of your discrimination as well history and same people even mm -hmm. the people trying to mix sometimes it's hard for them to mix because we already have mm -hmm. the image of yes keeping things distance you know based on yeah it, it, exactly so there is and this is where we can look at what we can control and what we can't control okay so for example and this is you know a, a horrible thing to me for me to become aware of but very true and and, and kind of unfortunate uh, so my, in my own personal experience for example uh, growing up i did not have a lot of exposure uh, to people from certain parts in the middle east okay there just weren't a lot of immigrants uh, from those cultures at the time in my neighborhood and so i didn't know a lot of people um and then 9-11 happened hmm. and the media was feeding you know these images of the these middle eastern men and saying danger 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 terrorists terrorists yeah. terrorists and because i didn't know anybody that looked like that the association in my body was every time i saw a man like that my nervous system would go oh my god danger right and that was the news that i would see it and so when i started walking around in the world and i would see somebody that looked like that my body would go oh my god danger hmm. it's he's not a terrorist he's not the same guy but this association of these facial features the skin tone the hair if he looked like that, my body started to freak out. And I started to notice that. And I didn't like that because I was, I didn't want to, but unconsciously I was immediately getting scared of anybody who looked like one of these men, whether or not they had anything to do with it, right? And so the important thing is when I noticed that, which I couldn't control, that's our system, our society, you know, painting people of a particular light as being a certain way, right? Whether that's the the black male thug drug dealer, or, you know, it, like we have these stereotypes. And, and so I was buying into this stereotype and I didn't ask to be exposed to that, but it was starting to shape me. And, and so I had to ask myself, how am I going to overcome this? If I'm aware that I am now being racist, right? By assuming that these men are dangerous, how am I going to take my power back to um, see if I can change that? And so I had to be very conscious of actually trying to meet people who fit this stereotype to get to know them and discover that they're safe so my body can start to make a different association. But I had to do that consciously to decide to make friends with people who looked a certain way so my body could learn mm. who they actually are. And there was actually a, uh, a study, again, I'm not an academic, but this came across my feed the other day that was done um, there's something called, I think it's contact theory, but they were talking in this study about how um, even in conflictual situations uh, between two sort of different groups, if you start to make contact with people in that other group, it can start to decrease that, uh, that conflict. And it, it, I think it's sort of the same idea mm -hmm. that I'm talking about here, right? If we start to see the other yeah, yeah. group, not as an other, but actually human as more than an enemy, as, as an actual person, not an object, and we start to understand them and know their story, we start to see that maybe they, they aren't so dangerous after all. And so again, it, it's, you know, I guess the point here is, yes, we might be so-called racist when we date within our, our, our own culture. There's reasons for that, some of which are not in our control, some of which are systemic issues that perpetuate it to being unsafe to date outside. And we have some choice to try to overcome those issues when we can start to see the other 
and learn when it's safe, because not everybody is safe, but when we can start to risk trying to get to know safe others in other contexts. But it's not easy and it's not our fault that we might be very skeptical about dating people who historically or in certain situations are not safe to us. And uh, and so that's sort of, I guess, the way I want to frame this question. If we're going but to you, use But you don't, you don't think, um, you don't, okay. Yeah, but I think by the way you're trying to say, I think there is a racism that we can actually justify. And there's mm -hmm. a racism that we, sh we cannot justify, just lab label as, as bad. That's what you're trying to say, right? Um, no, I think the way I, I think racism I is say? bad. I think racism is bad, but I also want to say it's understandable. Not is it really bad? Like that's the question because yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say yes. I think um, I think it's another form. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. so how how do you define what is racism for you? How would you define it? Um, I would, would say you, how would you define racism? Yeah, I, I think it would be when we uh, discriminate and judge and, uh, you know, perhaps it's a putting yeah. down of or making people inferior to us uh, based solely on their race. And that I think is wrong. However, I would say it's understandable that we all do it. It doesn't justify it. I'm racist. I admit it. I don't want to be. I want to be conscious when I am racist so I can stop and change that behavior. Uh, but I don't think it's it's helpful if we go racism is bad and I'm not racist. I, I, I think it's racism is bad and I want to work to be less racist as much as I can consciously control it. Yeah, I think I think uh, there is like a difference between being racist and, and also being with the people that look like you because you just feel safe. I think that's not really a racism. That's more like, um, it's just a choice, I would say, based on, on you know, need as a person, you know, the way you see your life, I believe, or you see your relationship with people. Mm -hmm. Can we say it that way? I would say- uh, And also, the... there's many people when, you go on. Mm -hmm. Yes, I hate this delay. Um, I, I would say uh, yeah, yes and no. <laughs> yeah, I would say yes and no in that, again, I want to offer a lot of compassion and kindness here for the example that you're giving, right? If, if somebody is dating within their race because that feels safe, I would say great. Like, I'm, I'm glad that feels safe for you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you find some comfort in that. And uh, is it racist? Well, uh, yes, but it's not your fault in a sense that, well, what it's telling me is it's, it hasn't been safe for you to go outside your race. And again, that's not necessarily your fault. You might actually have encountered very dangerous people who are not your race. So of course you're going to date inside your race. And wouldn't it be lovely if somewhere out there someday you could actually find that there are people outside your race, not like the people that have hurt you, but that there actually are people outside of your race that are kind and loving. And I wish someday that you could have that. But right now, it makes sense that you must stay within your race. But do you think we can feel safe outside our race? Yes. In your personal opinion. My personal opinion, yes. Unfortunately, it's more rare than I would like it to be. 
Oh, okay. So what do you think? What make you what make it rare? Because I see a lot of people, a lot of couple, they we have more mix and mixed people. Maybe it's just yes. temporary, but long term is always hard for see people kind of like those kind of relationships survive, right? It's more like when you're young and whatever, everything looks beautiful. But do you think what makes it so difficult to kind of survive or to be for people to feel safe? Um, so I hear I want to separate perhaps two different questions. Uh, I think I'm hearing. Uh, one is around safety and one is around what helps relationships last. Um, so uh, if, if I'm understanding that correctly, I mean, the first one around safety, again, I think, um, yes, you know, interracial uh, couples are a great example of people finding safety outside of their race. And, and I wish more of that could happen globally. Um, and that's, I think, a great example of it is possible right? That, that we can do that. Um, I think the second sort of question that I heard in there about how couples can uh, stay together, I think that's a question regardless of, of race. Uh, how do I stay safe uh, in my relationship with another human and, and not one yeah. day feel like they're my enemy? And, uh, and I see that as a, uh, you know, something that can be uh, different in the context of two different races, or it can also be seen as just sort of the, the human experience of how do I work through conflict? How do I stay in connection with somebody when they don't feel safe sometimes? Uh, how do I find my way back to somebody who once felt safe? Um, and and that's, that's a whole other conversation as well as a couples therapist. Yeah, but I think there's this still a thin line between choosing people. What about people that you feel like you are attracted? You are you are attracted to somebody from another race, but you still feel like you block yourself. You don't want to date them or you don't want to talk to them just because they are not your race. But do you think that can be? classify as being racist or is still or is still categorized as just trying to avoid people that you're not gonna feel safe. It's not it's not some type of trauma, do you think? I I think um the probably the most useful way to think about that question um is that the answer might vary from person to person. There is not a single mm. answer to that question that is going to fit everybody. Um, and this is where it's important, I think, for an individual to ask themselves what is happening here? Because it might be, uh, you know, the, the there's a, a, a bigger uh, sort of discrimination factor, right? That I don't like people who look like that, um, but some part of me is attracted to this piece. But my bigger pictures, I don't like people like that, which is, is more sort of the discrimination um, that, that becomes bigger. They must be bad. They must be evil. So I won't date them, right? Versus uh, maybe it's a societal pressure. Everybody in my family says I should marry somebody like this. And so I feel like I should, but I actually don't want to. I actually really like this person. I'm not discriminating. I think they're amazing. I love their personality, but the bigger voice of everybody else says, don't do that. We will disown you. They are supposed to be evil. But my body actually goes, no, they're not. 
right? So, and then anything in between, right? Um, so that's why I would say, you know, it, it depends on the person. It's a great question to ask when there's this push and pull. I'm attracted and I'm not. Well, what's the part that's attractive? What's the part that's not, right? Because maybe, maybe it's also, this is a good human, um, or maybe it's, you know, well, actually they're not a good human and I wish they were, but you know, the, I don't want to is maybe they're actually not healthy, right? So there, there could be all kinds of answers. So at the end of the day, I would say, ask, be curious about yourself. What makes me want to move towards that person and what makes me want to pull away? And then from there, maybe an answer yeah. would become clearer. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people as well being, being ashamed to to like date outside a race when you are dating somebody outside your race on your own. I don't know about, you know, Japanese, Asian, or, you know, if, if it's a symbol, like in our culture as black people, mm -hmm. we have two type of people, the people actually accept everything. I know like when it comes to racism, us as black, we don't, we are not too vocal about racism when it comes to us, but when it comes to the struggle that we go through, of course, we are very vocal about it. But when we come to the way we feel about racism, like, coming from us is something that we don't really talk about that much mm. but maybe it's because of history as you say the way we've been treated the way any other race have been treated that's why they feel certain way about others as well so if somebody today like let's say the black community is dating outside his race sometimes he might come across as people are gonna judge him they'll be like yo you are just oh. stepping out you are just For sure. For sure. you are lost yeah that, that, that's yeah. something see happened a lot and a lot of people they yes. start getting a little bit of frustration. They start feeling sometimes yes. guilty. How people feel like, you know what? I wish I have indeed they have those kids and whatever. But yes. it's like, it's, it, it, I think it's like racism is like what is happening today is more like we are fighting racism but by using racism. And it's like a reverse racism happening right now. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little bit of trauma as well because a lot of people are scared to kind of like open themselves and then trying to find if there's other people they can feel secure about. They mm -hmm. just prefer just to stay in the corner. They just focus on their own people because they feel more safe. But saying other people, they just take risk. And when yeah. they found somebody that they can feel safe, other people, they kind mm -hmm. of struggle to to understand why are they with them. I don't know, mm -hmm. what you think. I don't know if in your culture is the same. I mean, mm -hmm. your background culture, your parent culture. I don't know if it's the same yeah. as well. Because I know a lot of, Jan, um, I've noticed asian people i mean i'm talking about asia like japanese chinese people a few years ago it was quite hard for them to see like chinese woman or or japanese woman to kind of like date a black person before mm -hmm. it used to be very rare but now i start seeing that is happening more and more and more mm -hmm. so do you think it's because of um the way society is going we're having more mixed people and fear. people start discovering like oh you know what I can feel safe with other people as well. Something that I haven't been told before or I haven't been exposed before. Yeah, Sorry, I, I, I am. Much on that one. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a few points I want to comment on. Uh, I'll start with the last yeah, go one and then I'm going to backtrack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would imagine so. Again, I have no research or science to back this up, but it would make sense to me that as more people are exposed, whether through media, whether immigration, uh, you know, there's lots of different ways that we start to encounter and get to know people of other cultures in different contexts that can make them, you know, feel familiar to us, right? Even if it's just watching a TV show, I really like that character. They're so funny. 
then we start to create a positive association with whatever that race might be. So that makes a lot of sense to me that in areas where we have more of that exposure, more familiarity, you might see more inter interracial couples. And again, this is just sort of anecdotal kind of common sense. I think that would be true. Um, there was something you said earlier that I wanted to touch on, which is related to uh, sort of safety and cultural racial identity. Hmm. Um, because I do know, uh, like as an Asian woman, a couple of things, again, anecdotal. One is uh, I have personally had the experience quite often of uh, feeling objectified as an Asian female. Oh, this exotic creature, right? Hmm. Men who said, oh, I've never dated Asian before. And I'm like, I'm not a, a collectible doll, right? Like, hmm. do you even know who I am? Or you're just dating me because I don't look like Barbie. And I want one of those exotic dolls over there. Like, it, and, and there's something there that again, racist, because it's like, you don't actually know me, but you see me as this stereotype, which happens to be a positively association, you know, a positive stereotype, but it's still a racist stereotype, right? Um, and so, sure, you know, maybe I get to benefit with a positive racist card versus a negative one, but uh, it's it's still, you know, demeaning in some way to me. Like, I don't feel seen as a human. Um, so there's there's that piece that I've experienced uh, where it's like it, it's the desirable other. But does it make you feel still unsafe? Not human. Yes, does it make yeah. you unsafe when people actually... Yeah, it's, un it's unsafe in a different sort of way. It's not unsafe as in like, I, I'm going to be physically abused, kind or of less human. unsafe. Well, no, no, as um, an object, I would say. Yeah, that feels, uh, it's a different sort of nervous energy, right? I will not be seen. I might not be understood, right? Versus physical violence or something. It's a different kind of lack of safety. Um, so I, ju I just kind of wanted to comment on that piece, but then sort of the flip side of it uh, is what uh, I've heard from a number of Asian men is noticing, you know, and, and more often the case, these, you know, the, the, the white people coming and taking their women, right? Um, this sense mm. of these are our beautiful women and an upset over, I know this sounds kind of horrible, but that's slang yellow fever, right? These men who only date Asian women and a lot of, you know, in, in the past, Asian men who hate when those guys come and take our women as objects, right? They only I think it take... happened. To, uh, it happened to our culture as well. I think a lot of white, mm -hmm. I mean, like not like a lot of uh, black women, this feel the same thing about a lot of white women actually dating mm. a lot of black men. It happened right. a lot. When they see a black right. man with a white woman, they're gonna be like, okay, you know what? They are stealing our men. Yeah. But at the same time. Us yeah. as men, as well, black men, when we see one of the black lady with a black guy, with a white mm -hmm. guy, yeah, it, it just in our mind be like, you know what, they are taking our sister, you know, like why is his right. sister doing with him? It's, it's yeah, like, yeah. We feel so there's... like I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah. So, so I just wanted to sort of, I don't know what to do with that piece, but I, I just want to sort of name that right that that's that's an experience that we have about others dating outside the culture too, right? Be because of our own history of discrimination or oppression and that sort of thing, we have a reaction when somebody else and other comes and takes somebody out of our culture. Um, so that's sort of just an interesting, I guess, part of that experience too, right? As long as there's an othering, you know, it, it still can be kind of painful in some way. But what do you think? Um, I know this is a little bit maybe controversial. Sure. But <laughs> since you start talking about 
Asian, right? Yeah. I know the way black people, the history with black people and white people, the reason why we're quite distant and the reason why things mm. are coming back together. But when you talk about Asian people and black people, why do you think there is such a, a lack of connection when it comes to... No, no, things have changed a lot, dramatically. Mm. Like, things have changed a lot. But what do you think before there was such a, a gap? Do you think it's because there was not enough black people I myself, I was born in Russia. I remember when I was oh, born, okay. my mother was like, when she gave birth, uh -huh. she was at the hospital. And then they was actually shocked when I was born because all the black baby, they look white. I was like, oh my God, oh. He's, he's, he's white because he was born in Russia. That's what they thought. Oh, <laughs> they, <okay. laughs> yeah. My, my mother, she was like one of the only black person that they saw there. It was quite funny because yeah. they didn't want to see her. They wouldn't have to touch her hair, things like that. Right, just to say right, because yeah. they never experienced those people right. in the environment so is it the same right. with like asian asian people as well like it's not because they didn't have enough black people around that's the reason why maybe they don't didn't know how to feel about us as people maybe i don't know i'm sorry i'm not sure what the question is okay the question is what 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 did cause the disconnection between the black people and the asian people what we what we see less people actually dating oh so less interracial black interracial, and asian is asian, what you're saying yes. yeah what is that um oh. how do you guys feel about us in general I'm, I'm not talking just like based on history oh i'm not sure i can answer that simply because uh, i i've never really looked around to see if the black asian mix is less than other combinations so i'm i'm not sure if that's true for me as well um that that there's less you know black asian biracial couples i i don't know if that's true um but uh, if i just if i assume it's true because <laughs> i don't know um I, I would imagine it might and again no scientific evidence but if i just think sort of like historically movements of these populations and how much exposure they've actually had to intersect with each other yeah uh, I mean, we're talking, you know, there's there's people from from Africa historically that have come to North America, but I'm not aware of huge black or African populations moving to Japan or China or something like that or vice versa. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I imagine that's a factor, like just sort of migration patterns and and, you know, perhaps Asian and and African people might end up coincidentally in the same place like North America or something. Um, Mm. And, uh, and and then, you know, how much they actually intersect once they land, I, you know, there's probably a lot of different factors that could encourage or yeah. prevent um, sort of them encountering each other. So, again, I, I don't know. These are just kind of my poking around. Maybe those are factors. I mean, I mean what, what you're saying, it makes sense because uh, I know it's quite, it's not an easy question to ask us, you know. Um, what you're saying, it makes sense because you are talking coming from, uh, the view of feeling safe and also something that you just add you were talking about um like the environment people that actually you know the mm -hmm. connection that you have with people if those people are not in yeah. not in your environment you don't really understand right. them you don't know them they feel like stranger so it's totally normal to feel some type of way when you are you feel colder you feel a little bit distant yeah. just because you didn't have those people around you know like in europe is yeah. different because in europe america mm -hmm. there's such a like mix of people that's why people feel right. a little bit like yeah and yeah. now that with the internet people are just fear one yes. as well so 
Again. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe if I think, again, these are just anecdotal sort of examples, but to contrast, um, you know, I, I'm aware, again, just through friendships, that there are, you know, large Asian populations in uh, certain countries where maybe you wouldn't expect it. So, for example, there is, you know, a, a fairly sizable Chinese community yeah. in Jamaica, right? Um, and so, you know, the first time I encountered yeah. somebody of Chinese Jamaican Africa, descent... Yeah. So in certain countries, so, you know, it, it, and there, so you get that familiarity, right. Um, and, uh, uh, and so in those pockets, right, you will probably have a lot of mixing because it's like, well, it's they they're engaged with each other They're um, you know, and it's familiar and it's normal, but maybe you would contrast that. For example, uh, I spent a little bit of time in Los Angeles with, uh, the the polarizing sort of forces between the Korean and the African American, the Black community in Los Angeles, right, where um, there has been a lot of tension, right, um, and, and and so again, there's the othering that can happen, even though you're in the same place. Um, is it safe or are they dangerous, right? And what is the context again? And there's probably big societal pieces and cultural pieces here, particularly with Los Angeles, um, that make it an othering and a dangerous environment versus a, a encouraging safety and getting to know each other. So I think it's it can be highly contextual, right? When these two groups, in particular, we're talking about you know Asian and Black communities, when they come together, what is the context uh, that is set up? What is the system mm. setting up when they come together? Um, so, because it can go down a lot of different ways, it seems like, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I think um, what you're saying makes sense. Also, um, the connection, as you say, when people don't connect, you know, it's all about feeling safe because even in our community as well, a lot of people in our community, they want to keep things together because we feel like when we step outside of, outside our community, we, mm -hmm. we feel unsafe, we don't protect each other anymore, so we kind of like yeah. lose that contention. So when we are all together, we build our community and we are strong, we are secure as well. So I think it's just like, yes. we just need to expose yeah. ourselves a little bit more. We're just like the fruit of the the, the society, the society are creating the environment where make people feel a little bit unsafe to people that they don't understand, the people that they don't know. I think that's uh, how deep it mm -hmm. is. But but there's another aspect as well, the people that that marry by choice. I know a lot of people, you cannot marry those people because they're going to force you. You are not able to do that because this is how it is. I, know, I have a friend that actually married somebody from another race. Their mm -hmm. parent didn't even, wasn't even in the wedding because they didn't want him to yeah. be around because he's black. So they have a baby and they've spent like five right. years, ten years together. The grand, yeah. like her father never come around the house, just like forget right. her daughter totally because yeah. he was black. So for some right. people, you're going to be seen as a culture, okay, mm -hmm. cultural religion because we do not want to mix. But I feel like when you get to that level, mm -hmm. I believe it can actually be seen as racist. But mm -hmm. some people, they can still justify it as wanting to keep the family mm -hmm. together, you know, the culture and the religion. So mm -hmm. what do you think? In that, I don't, I don't want to mm. ask you that question. What do you think? Because I know yeah. it is a little bit. But for me personally, I feel like when you get to that level, for me, mm -hmm. I think it can be classified as racism because mm -hmm. it's a little bit of discrimination, not being able to see yes. a loved one just because of somebody yeah. looks different. So yes. I don't know what you think about it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, th I think I would agree. And, and it's, it's sort of like the parents, right, um, 
I'll, I'll be devil's advocate for a moment. It, the, the parents probably have their reasons, again, not justifiable, not to excuse their racism, but the racism comes from somewhere, some experience that said, we mm. must keep to our culture or we must keep people out. And whoever it was that created that, right, is actually the one that should be responsible uh, for healing that, right? But unfortunately, what's happened is now they're taking it all out on this poor person that their child married, who was mm. not the one who caused all that pain, right? Their mm. pain is legitimate, but that person that their child married is not the one who has to fix it because they didn't do that, right? And But it's hard for the parents to be able to see this person as separate from all of that as their own human with their own story who loves their child and is going to you know marry them and, and create a family together but if we cannot um sort of see that person apart from the larger race or or uh, ethnic group that we have an issue with and um, that's where we start to get lost because now they just become one of the others one of the bad people and not their own person um and then we we can't connect with them because we don't give them a chance right? To, to see, are you actually dangerous like all the people before? Right. Um, so, so I agree with you. I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunate because they have a reason to feel that way, but th this is not what's going to heal it or fix it. Right. Um, it, yeah. it just kind of, I think that's, that's the reason problem. why racism. Yeah. I think that's why racism is a very a tricky question because some type of racism can be for what we learn from today conversation mm -hmm. because i know you're trying to bring in a different level is mm -hmm. it can be i don't know if i have to say it can be justified i would for say the sake of, for the sake of feeling safe i would say for your own feeling safe without trying to discriminate other people i don't know if we still have to call it as racism but i don't know if we are just being mm -hmm. picky and choosy yeah, I, I think I the word I like to use, because I think justify just for me personally, makes something okay, right? Like justifiable. So when I think about it, I like to use the word understandable. Hmm. It's not justified. It's not okay to be racist. But it's understandable. It makes sense where it came from. But it's not okay to keep going like Based that. Based on your history. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I'm racist. Hmm. It's understandable why I'm racist. Some of it's not in my control. It's like media and things I'm fed unconsciously. But as soon as I'm aware of my racism, I am now responsible to change it and challenge my beliefs and learn to be less racist. But do you think a certain level, it can be a trauma, it can go to a level where it become a trauma, something that a lot of people cannot control? Well, oh. no, a way of that. It just react yeah. just by reviving yes. thinking, emotionally reaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we see that all the time, which is why for me, the, the, I think a lot of us walk around with all kinds of racial trauma on, on both ends as instigators, as victims, as, as people that perpetuated or harmed by it. I think a lot of us walk around with that. And it's unfortunate because if we if we're not aware of it, we affect all kinds of people with our trauma. When we don't address our trauma, we perpetuate it in many different ways. And, and so this Correct. is why I, I want to encourage kindness and gentleness, because I don't want to shame anybody for having that trauma. 
it's not their fault. It's not their fault they don't see it. So I want to encourage kindness and curiosity uh, for people to allow themselves to feel these things, recognize their racism without judging themselves, and then maybe they can change that. Because as soon as we say, you're wrong, you're bad, you shouldn't be, we can't look at it, we can't examine it, because now we go into a place of shame. I shouldn't feel this, it's bad or wrong. I'm not going to change something that I can't admit. So I think it, the, the most helpful thing is to offer curiosity and kindness for our racism, for our trauma, invite space to explore it and shine a light on it, because then we have the best chance of changing it. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, um, I've learned a lot from what you're saying today. I think like it's one of those conversations we really kind of found. We cannot stop. We can't just keep going. But at least what I've learned today is <laughs> people can actually be racist, but it can actually, it's not about just saying somebody racist. You have to try to find why is a person racist? Because sometimes it's something like based on history, like past trauma, childhood, family, or just like mm -hmm. a lot of things actually make people become who they are. But when we yes. become aware of our situation, yeah. our problem, when we become aware of how mm -hmm. we treat people, how we make people feel. And mm -hmm. if we remain the same, that's when it's actually being seen as a bad thing because you are very aware of what you're doing. And if mm -hmm. you know how you make other people feel, uh, like, you know, if you are discriminating other people, that's at this level, you should actually change. There is no any type mm -hmm. of excuse that you should, you know, give. So mm -hmm. before we finish, uh, Naomi, it was really, really good to have this conversation with mm -hmm. you and uh, really respect you for being honest with me i know it's not mm -hmm. it's not an easy topic an easy conversation mm -hmm. to have especially into 2023 20, you know mm -hmm. i'm i'm against like censorship i'm always open yeah. to any type of conversation but i respect the fact yeah. that you were really transparent with me as well i'm, I'm sure as you say a question maybe make you feel uncomfortable now but i feel like as a society as people today it's very important for us to have those kind of conversation you know so yes. what do you want to say? Anything that you feel like we haven't touched? Anything that you want people to know regarding this subject? I'm just going to let you say whatever you want to say. Yeah, I, I think perhaps my my uh, yeah. sort of takeaway perhaps is a little bit of what I said at the end is, you know, as we're having this conversation, as, as we talk about racism and dating in relationships, uh, I would invite people to notice how the different language and judgments that we have affect the actual conversation. So if we think about where we started, if I stayed with you with, is it racist or not? Yes or no? We could have a lively debate with all kinds of points of view versus what I tried to do, which is make it personable, make it, how am I racist? How, how does this show up in my own life without any judgment? How does it make sense? And again, if it makes sense, does it make it okay? But if we let it make sense and we, we let it be understandable, then maybe we can start to be hopeful about actually changing it. So yeah, that's thank what you. I hope people can do. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate having you today. Is anything that I know you don't have a podcast, but are you mm -hmm. working on something that people need to know anywhere they can actually get in touch with you? If you have any yeah. social media or anything? Sure. So my uh, on Instagram, my social media handle is emotional ICU as an in intensive care unit, emotional ICU. And I do have a big project I'm working on right now. Um, 
in my own history, I've, I've been through some traumatic experiences. And what I'm passionate about is educating people about making sense, kind of like what we did today, making sense of why we feel the way we do, why we think the way we do, how it impacts other people, and how we can find uh, empowerment and choices to respond differently to the world. So I have a, a book that will be uh, coming out about my own experience in trauma, how I made sense of myself and the different options for recovery. Um, so there's a print publication that's coming soon. There is a little sample uh, on Amazon and Kindle um, as well. It's called A Fairy Tales. Uh, it's a little ebook. Uh, but if you follow me on uh, Instagram, Emotional ICU, you'll see lots of different uh, tidbits and, and information uh, about all kinds of topics that we covered today. <laughs> Yeah, thank you again. I think I will, I will, I'm definitely going to check it out or keep eye on your book as well. I think yeah. I might have you again on my podcast. I think I want to talk about this, uh, how men feel. I think uh, we did touch it, yes. about, you know, the discrimination about the justice system, you know, because yes. when things happen, men always, you know, suffer even when they're actually innocent. So it's like, yeah. it's like going to the court is just another way for you to kind of like, make other people reach or destroy your life it's just a gamble for a lot of women i think we're gonna come back uh, with that conversation sure. with you. i think it's gonna be very very amazing and then again <laughs> it was very very nice having you today and thank you again for stopping about i think we spent all about nearly an hour for everybody yes. want to get in touch with naomi i'm gonna put mm -hmm. all the information that you guys need on the comment on the description as well Sounds feel good. free to follow her if you have any feed ask her feel free to do it and again it was fun Chris and now me a better yourself podcast guys and thank you again all right <laughs>